Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of Sinji City Games. Where basically it's talk about video games, anime, and I guess movies now. Probably, probably might even include shows in this podcast too. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm actually really happy that it's going to be the 27th podcast. Been a very long journey. Very, very long journey. And in today's podcast, what I'm going to be talking about is Blade Runner 2049. So whenever I saw Blade Runner 2049, I think I saw a couple of like YouTube clips. And the clip that I saw was basically towards the end of the movie where uh, Kay sees a version of, which is the main character, Kay sees the version of uh, Joy, who is this hologram that you're able to purchase from this company called the Wallace Company. And from there, you basically get to install it into your house, to your apartment, just like an internet router or cable box, stuff like that. And just like your own personal assistant, like hologram, you know, whatever. So yeah, I, that was a scene that was shown in YouTube. And I was like, okay, you know, I really like this cyberpunk feel. Like I'm really into the whole cyberpunk genre. Honestly, like I don't... I can see myself dressing up pretty cyberpunkish in the future just to take some pretty cool rad photos. Uh, let's see. But yeah, anyway, so 2049 is the sequel to the Blade Runner movie that came out in 1982. And right off the bat, I'm going to let you know that I hated the first movie so much. It was a really boring movie. It is a really slugfest. Because the main character is not interesting, and basically almost all the other characters as well, except for one of them. And the pacing is really god awful slow in that movie. And yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like right off the bat, give it like a two, two out of five, because it's just that boring. I mean, the music is cool, the setting is pretty cool as well, but everything else is just, and I would say you know the philosophy, like the meaning. The message that the movie was trying to say you know i, I give it like an okay-ish but yeah everything man like it's just a slugfest you can definitely go to sleep when you basically hear about hear about this movie watch the movie when you watch the movie blade runner from the 1982 version the or og it's boring i don't recommend it at all skip it please uh, just go into 2049 even though you might be kind of missing like some context over a couple of the characters but honestly all the characters are new uh, and basically gives a nice rundown of what happens to the og uh models the og sentient life android cyborgs or what they're actually called uh, <laughs> i was gonna say revenants they're called replicants and so the movie starts out with this really interesting shot of of K arriving. That's the name of the character, of course, like KD K dot dash three six five one something like that. But in short, his name is K. And what K goes through, he goes to this farm, this protein farm, to go hunt down an old replicant model. So like the very first versions, I guess you could say. 
And anyways, yada yada happens between these two models. Uh, but something interesting that happened between them two was that the old replicant told K, like, hey, like, like, do you really kill your own kind? You know, you're like your own people, your own race, your own, your own replicants. And K was like, yeah, I, nah, he didn't say yes. He said, I only kill the old ones that don't obey because us newer models, we obey. Like we don't run off. We don't run away. And so that was an interesting viewpoint because K himself is a replicant as well. But like I said, in that little conversation between the, these two people, you get to see how basically the old ones got like more independence, uh, made himself feel more, have more freedom from being controlled by people. Well, okay, since he was a new model, that means he was basically programmed to be more obedient. You know, basically like how with every like software that happens whenever a new gadget is arrived, right? The first version is really cool. It's, you know, new, a novelty. But once you actually find like the little nooks and crannies of like how to hack it or stuff like that, and where it can go rogue, you know, it starts becoming a problem. And that's when like the company starts implementing new software techniques to block this type of thing that goes on. And so that's something really interesting about this movie that I liked and it's also really sad the more it goes into it basically it's like a rabbit hole type of movie like at the start it's you know kind of starts up pretty like sad like you don't notice it but it's, just, it's subtle like the sadness just keeps getting deeper and deeper and you know goes really fucking deep until it just basically leaves you crushed as that's basically the way I saw it whenever I saw the whole movie. But yeah, when Kay, when he was about to go return to the LAPD, to the police force or building, the main headquarters, uh, he saw this little flower and he saw this like burial ground. And so his commanding officer or chief, chief of police, whenever she saw that there was actually like skeletal remains in the bottom. So like, I'll send a dig team to see what, why there's like a coffin down there. And of course, when the dig team arrived and they re reported everything that was in it, they're like, what the heck? Why, why would they, why would that old replicant bury this dead body? And so well preserved too. And then they investigated, you know, further and see that the dead body was that of a replicant. And the cause of death was because of childbirth. And so that brings a huge red flag for humanity because humanity, they don't want these robots to have a sense of self like humans do because humans are playing basically God here. They're playing as God. And so they want to keep order. They want to make sure that these replicants don't get any funny ideas that they you know can be as close to be as humans as well and this is a really good moment that shows in the very in the very beginning like in the beginning of the movie when it never starts out whenever k gets back to the police department because as he's walking down to do his baseline test i'll get that i'll get to that in a second 
there comes this human cop that bumps into k and it says uh you fucking you know skin job you know or fuck off skin job and you know of course k doesn't really nudge about it at all he doesn't doesn't look like he minds and to tell you how k looks like i'm telling you right now he's a replicant again and so his facial expression is so like robotic so obedient you know respecting order because that's what he was programmed to do and the character who plays k is ryan gosling and he does it so well like he actually looks like he was a robot in that movie great acting amazing acting by him and so when he goes to do this baseline test this baseline test is basically an improved psychological test to make sure these replicants stay in place because you have this guy reading out off the script and then he basically says some you know to me it sounds like nonsense because he says things like how does it make you feel whenever you're in the warm embrace of somebody and then it says i think he said he said like interlinked or cells you know how does it feel like to be in the warm embrace of a person interlinked and he has he has to repeat interlinked and then cells cells you know and then what does it make you feel, you know, whenever you get hit by somebody interlinked and interlinked, you know, he has to say it immediately on command because if he hesitates, then that means he's starting to develop independent thoughts. And if he develops in these independent thoughts, then he'll basically be decommissioned, which means killed off by the police force. And it's really sad, you know, because there's it's this being that was created by people who's hated by people and who's being controlled by people and they're seen as a lesser class you know than the people that created them and it sucks but anyways k passes the baseline test to make sure that his programming is well corrected and you know everything all smooth and when they find out that the dead body is that of a replicant and that it gave birth to a like half replicant half human like i said the chief of police loses her shit and tells k like k you gotta find this kid because if you know if any of the other replicants if they find out that this kid is alive and they're half replicant and half human they're definitely gonna revolt and they're gonna definitely try to have some you know equality around this place equity And, you know, Rakei obviously respects the decision and tries to find the kid to try and kill it. To try and murder it so that human life can go on without having a problem. And so whenever Kay is, like, rummaging around trying to look for clues, he goes to this really interesting spot. It's like a little... Tokyo, like everything so cyberpunkish, like with neon lights. Uh, there's like literally like a prostitute of motel or whatever. Or like right there in the middle of the street. Where you can go in and, you know, have your little fun. And there's also like, I think it's like a little mall, like a little shopping strip. Where it has like a food court, where it has, you know, a little other things like gizmo shops, <laughs> something like that. It's interesting. It's so interesting. And then... So Kay is just, you know, trying to look through for clues or to, to 
why that old replicant would be hiding that body because the old replicants are known to be killers like to kill humans and stuff like that and you know they would never do such a nice thing like that to dispose of a body i'm not dispose of a body to keep a body you know contained you know cleaned or you know as well preserved as possible and so Kay, what he does is he tries to find out who does his body belong to and so he goes to the wallace corporation which is the corporation that basically made k that produced him and when he goes there k is like hey like i really need to look to your files man because i want to know who the hell this person is you know and he has to say it to the down low as well just so they won't know that he's looking for a kid that's half replicant and half human and it makes it really interesting because the Wallace Corporation then catches on like, oh shit, so there is someone that was, you know, born <laughs> that was actually half replicant and half human. So it just got these really cool scenes and the whole setting of this place too is really cool because the whole archive file or, you know, the library, it's just like a bunch of digital files. I'm not sure if you guys played Heavy Rain, but it has like that same thing of the RE system where all these cabinets are just filled with these digital files. And it's really cool. Really, really, really nice setting. And I know I also skipped a part. Whenever K finished, you know, his mission, his first mission that we get to see. When he gets home, as I was saying, he gets to see, meet his holograph girlfriend called Joy. And when he sees him what k does is he basically says hi to her and she says hi to him it's basically just like a normal like loving relationship between them two and k brings home a denom a denominator i forget <laughs> i forget that was actually called but he brings in this little bluetooth system that basically makes joy able to walk anywhere around the building or anywhere in the world as long as he has that that tool that little bluetooth tool that he has going on and it's a really interesting and sad scene to see him you know have like a holographic girlfriend you know not like an actual real one but they actually both program people or program beings that like each other that come to have this type of interesting romantic relationship going on even though you know it doesn't it can't really get you know intimate as they both would like to but there is a really nice scene that happens or an interesting scene that happens down the line is that joy she basically calls out for one of the prostitutes to come over to the house and so she basically sinks with this prostitute so that Kay can finally you know have sex with her and it was pretty emotional to be honest I was like oh wow like that's that's so sad and cute at the same time you know I was like wow of course i actually do see this stuff like happening within the near future 
probably when I'm old or dead, maybe. But I will say at least when I'm old, <laughs> at least when I'm old, um, and I have to say surely when I'm dead, that this technology will definitely come into being, into reality. So anyways, uh, Kay's apartment is basically like Cyberpunk 2077 type of apartment of like, it looks like V's. Uh, it's really small, like yes, like kitchen, really small bathroom, and basically the living room, uh, dining room, and bed is like all in the same area. But anyways, yeah, so Joy and Kay basically are now together. They're trying to look for clues, trying to find this half child, uh, this half and half being. And then Kay starts to remember that he does look that the child he's looking for, he thinks it's him because he has those memories implanted into him. And so he's like, whoa, like, no way. I'm the half and half kid. Like, I'm the, you know, the half replicant and the half human. No way. And so Kay basically starts believing himself that, he, you know, he's the one, you know, whatever. And so whenever he gets captured again by, by the chief of police, he his baseline test is so off the grid because he starts believing himself you know to be independent and so he's about to be killed but before that he tells the chief of police that he found the kid that the kid was him himself because he had these memories that he somehow remembered but then as the movie goes on k finds the actual kid who is actually the half the half sentient the half human and as he gets to her, uh, I think her name was like Anna or Anne, something like that. I, I could be like way off the scale there. But he finds the actual person, the actual person he's supposed to kill. And he figures it all out. Or that's where he thought he would actually figure it out that he was the actual human being. And it's so interesting that the, that the doctor because she's a doctor and she's also a memory maker as well so she's the one that implants the memories into all the sentience all of these replicants and she basically start, cries with him because she finds out that the ones that's the one replicant that's carrying her memory is k himself but she doesn't tell him which is really interesting piece of the puzzle but anyways, so Kay, you know, throughout the movie, Kay finally goes down to this desert place with Joy to find the main character of the first movie, who was the one who procreated with the replicant, like the one of the first models. And as he does that, they go through this like little squabble because the OG character, the first movie, his name is Deckard. I, you know, like I said, really boring character in the first movie. I, like I said, don't recommend watching that first movie. Please, dear God, do not watch that first movie. It's so boring. But anyways, he goes meets the main character first movie, Deckard. And Deckard tries to kill him because since he's a replicant and Deckard always had to deal with killing replicants. And he liked being alone. So anyways, they do like squabble a bit, fight, whatever, and they drink whiskey and then they start talking and whatnot. And one of the interesting pieces that... 
Okay, Aztecid is dot. Why? Why go through all the trouble of trying to hide this kid? And Decker reveals this piece of information saying that, well, we had to make sure we, you know, cleaned our tracks really good. And I also did a little mix up in the system to make it look like it was twins that came out when actually just one person. And so from them on, Kay starts to realize that he's not, you know, the actual one and that it's the memory maker girl, the doctor. Because when Deckard said that, he was like, oh shit, so it's really not me, like I'm not the one. And so then this like whole fight scene happens in the building again, and this is because Wallace comes in. Well, it's not him directly, it's not him himself, but his assistant comes in, uh, Love. She comes in, she steals Deckard because Deckard is the one that knows the secret places of the of the child, like where she's at. And also the other replicants because Love and Wallace, they want to basically take over the world, you know, but it's a very different <laughs> revolution. There's like three things, like three factions going on. You know, you got the normal world with the police that keeps order, the humans. And then you got these, like one rebel faction of replicants that wants to help out. Okay, you know, make sure it's like a peaceful world. And by that, by that I mean it's a world where humans and replicants can live in equality. Right? Oh, that's cool. No, my, it's just a little Twitch uh, announcement. Huh. Yeah, it just Shishima Kazuninyaka. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. So, these, like, one replicant side is all about having the equality that they want, you know, to coexist with humans, to be as equals. And then you got these other replicants, which is Love and Wallace and like the Wallace company who want basically the replicants to take over the world, you know, to be the sole supreme beings, you know, better than humanity. And they want to find the half child because they wanted to prove they both wanted to find the child, right? But I'm going to say the good guy replicants, they want to find the child so they can show to the world that look like we can coexist while wallace and love they wanted to find the child so they can say to the world look we are better than everyone we are the masters we can be gods you know we can be better than humans like that's their reason and of course this little uh civil war doesn't happen in the movie at all which kind of sucks but it's understandable because this is just a focus on about k and his journey and so Decker gets knocked out by love like because love is a really good like hot sexy uh how is how to say jujitsu karate i don't know ass kicking lady <laughs> she doesn't know how to do an ass kicking really well and so Kay and Decker try to fight her off but they get overpowered by her and her goons and so Kay get when he gets knocked out when he's about to be killed uh, love what she does instead is she destroys joy who basically joy when her, her final moments 
she tries to tell Kay that hey, Kay, like I, I love you. You know, before she's able to say the whole sentence, like love just completely just destroys the program of joy, which you know destroys Kay internally. Like I think that really made him rage, made him feel really hurt. And so when Kay finally gets somewhat healed up a bit, he this is where the scene where I basically talk within the first minute of the of the podcast. Kay is just walking, it's all gloomy, he misses joy, and he sees this utter joy that comes up to him and says, You look lonely. You look like you need a joy, you know, because you look like a good Joe. You look like you've had a hard day. And from then on, Kay realizes that, you know, that utter joy is just another, like, simple doll. Like, non-real being or something like that. Like, it's just something that is mine that's programmed. Like, I, you know, lost my real joy. No utter joy can replace my, you know, my own. It's kind of sad, you know. But it's really cool scene because the way this hologram joy is like the giant titan type of joy <laughs> but of course like she's hologramic holographic and she has like blue hair and her whole body's like shining pink you know it's cyberpunkish it's really cool it's really nice like the shots in these in this movie is really nice and the music score is really nice as well it's really really cool but anyways you can actually start to see the sadness that k starts to develop and as he goes to try and save Deckard one last time, you know, he, he does like the most hum, humanistic type of things where he kills love. Uh, and by killing love, he basically feels a bit more relieved. But it's not till the part at the end where he actually takes Deckard back to meet finally his child, the half replicant, the half human. Um, the memory maker doctor and when he takes Deckard there Deckard asks him why are you doing this all for me man like I you know I hate you right like I have nothing to offer for you and then Kay out of like the kindness of his heart says like hey like I just you know want you to be happy man like I want you guys to meet and during the confrontation between Kay and love he took a really bad beating from her and so this guy was basically at the end of his line and he was just doing it just to bring families together since he lost his own like family like that's what he wanted throughout this whole movie to have like his own family his own like wife his own kid and of course his wife or fiance girlfriend was killed in front of him and he's like well if I can't have mine then at least I can help someone else have theirs, you know, like help help someone else get back together. And it's it reminds me of Cowboy Bebop, to be honest, because remember how in Cowboy Bebop, Spike Spiegel dies. Like he looks up into the sky and says, "Bang," you know, and he just drops dead, like in front of the escalators, I believe, or stairs of the church. That's basically what happens with K. K just looks up uh, into the sky. It's a nice, peaceful, snowy day, and he just lays on the front steps 
of the research facility or the facility where the memory maker lives in. And as Kay just starts slowly just laying down on that staircase and feeling the snow drip, you know, lightly on his face, just fall, you know, on his face, lightly and cold. Uh, he basically just succumbs to his wounds and then just dies there. And it just pans out. And that's how Blade Runner 2049 ends. It just sucks, you know. <laughs> guy who just wanted to have a wife or you know have a family and he gets that all taken away from him but for him a replicant to be able to reunite someone else and that made him feel good too really says a lot and it sucks because it makes you for me it made me feel like i wanted him to actually accomplish that goal of having a family but unfortunately that didn't happen. But yeah, this is why Blade Runner 2049 is really awesome. It's pretty sad, emotional. <laughs> and why it's my favorite cyberpunk movie of all time now. Uh, to me, it's way better than Ghost in the Shell, to be honest. Even though Ghost in the Shell is a really cool cyberpunk movie as well, way better than Akira. It's it's amazing. It's just a really, really, really great show. And I do give it a 4 out of 5. Because there are, you know, just some couple of flaws here and there that, you know, like how come Love was able to kill the the chief of police without, you know, the whole precinct or FBI chasing Love and probably even, you know, sending Wallace into prison as well or something like that for making his robot kill a, a police officer you know like that was there's this little like new weird stuff like that that happens that i'm like hmm like, that's kind of weird but yeah it's it's a really amazing movie i i thoroughly enjoyed it i definitely watched it twice like back to back i probably will watch it again in my free time through this week and guys, I, guys and girls, yeah, guys and girls, please give this movie a watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so if I enjoyed it, I'm pretty sure some of you guys will enjoy it as well. Again, great movie, great setting, great cinematography, great characters. And it, the pacing's great. It just, just makes it all good. Of course, with a few little nitpicks here and there. It's just so nice. It's so nice. And everything's so 80s. It's so <laughs> everything like still retains some of the 80s like technology type of thing going on, which is really interesting. But please guys, please watch Blade Runner 2049. One of the best movies I've ever seen in a long time. And I'm really sad that they did really bad in the box office whenever it came out back in 2017. I really wish I would have, I don't know, been more aware about it. 
because right now I pretty much more aware with movies that are coming out now. But then again, I'm only like watching like here a few here and there. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast of Sinister City Games. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys have a good night, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> And if it's, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> All right. CGC Games is out. <laughs>